Go talk to Tim Stout, Stout on Sports. When the game is 7.30 a.m. in Lansing, you hear him weekday mornings at 10 a.m. Huge show is tape delayed weeknights at 6 p.m. How you doing, Timmy? Good, Bill. Good to talk to you. Holiday week. Happy Thanksgiving. Yeah, it goes, uh, again, I think Labor Day to Thanksgiving weekend goes by in like two seconds, especially with all the stories we've had off the field. We'll get to those in a moment. First of all, let's talk about Michigan State in this coaching search. I have buddies who are like, they've resigned themselves to like give it to Harlem Barnett. I don't think he'll take it. The I, I think your fans now are sobering up Spartan fans that you're looking at, uh, I know they beat Indiana, and I give this team, the players, a lot of credit for sucking it up. Iowa, Rutgers should have been wins. They won against Nebraska, held on. I mean, you know, same thing in Indiana, but... There, there's going to be a reset coming, and I think Spartan fans are tired of seeing resets. Well, I should be asking you all the questions because you pricked them, predicted them four and eight at the start of the year, and they're going to lose to Penn State and finish four and eight. I thought they'd beat Indiana. In fact, I've had them pretty close, right on the money, four weeks in a row. So people said to me yesterday, I didn't realize how much you know about state. I said, I don't know that much about state. Indiana's terrible. I figured state would somehow slop its way through that. I mean, Indiana had to play a team with 45 scholarship players and 27 walk-ons, and they couldn't beat them. Uh, I knew it would be close, and I knew somebody would figure out a way to lose that thing, which Indiana did. Harlan Barnett said today, Bill, in no uncertain terms, he wants the job and has been promised an interview and doesn't know when the interview is going to come, which leads me to believe that they will honor that. Uh, But if he doesn't know when it's going to come, that doesn't sound to me as if a new coach is going to be announced as early as Monday. Um, If Michigan State beats Penn State, that does complicate it a bit. And I think the only thing Barnett could have going for him is if they're absolutely in a quandary trying to find, you know, a replacement for, you know, for next season, one way or the other, who's going to lead them out of the abyss. But I think what everybody's finding out, Bill, in today's college football world, it is so hard to find someone, especially someone that, as you think, the fan base thinks is going to turn this stuff around right away, especially at Michigan State, because I don't think that person exists. And, and trying to identify who gives them the best shot is difficult. I think Barnett will get interviewed, but I think that's because they promised him that he would get an interview. Um, and it's possible that whoever the replacement is might retain him on staff, probably at a good salary, more than what he was making as an assistant before. I think what complicates this further are more jobs are going to open. Syracuse just opened yesterday. So that job's now open. So you've got at least six major college jobs open. And so there are going to be guys, in my opinion, I'll use them as an example, Jason Candle at Toledo, who you may think that's not maybe the guy we want number one, but if we don't grab him now, somebody else is going to pick him off, and then we're going to let, be left with somebody else down the line. And that often happens at many schools when you've got numerous head coaching searches. But it doesn't sound to me as if this is going to get solved early next week and i think that some of the guys like the or i think the oregon state guys probably in the mix but he can afford to i mean if i'm all these guys i tell them to wait michigan state's not going anywhere okay they may want you as fast as they can get you and put a deal together but you may have options bill on a power five that's a much better 
you know, a much better deal. And then somebody may end up backing into this job because of the time. I mean, I think Tucker, the only reason, the only reason he ever ended up at Michigan State in the first place was because the job became open in February. If it would have opened in November, December, I don't think that ever, ever, ever would have happened. But it did. And there's always circumstances as to how these jobs get filled. So, I, I, I mean, I, like we're talking about the guys today on campus, you know, they're all in a quandary, too, because this is so difficult to identify. You know, when Nick was here, Saban, it kind of looked like it was going to be him. When Perlis got the job, kind of looked like it was going to be him. Uh, when Duffy got the job from Biggie 100 years ago, kind of looked like it was going to be him. D'Antonio even was the lead candidate down the stretch where it looked like he was a natural fit. I don't see that with this in any way, shape, or form. And it's complicated more with Barnett in there and the timing. And what further complicates it is they don't have a president yet. They may or may not be on the doorstep with this guy from North Carolina. But he hasn't taken the job yet. And the speculation continues since he hasn't accepted it yet to anyone's knowledge. The longer it goes, the more likely he will not come here. And then they are absolutely back to square one because reportedly he's the only guy left. Now, does that mean if he doesn't take it, Teresa Woodruff, the interim president, then they extend her another year or indefinitely whatever. And in that case, where does she fit into the whole thing? I mean, hey, Bill. This is Michigan State. Expect the unexpected, right? Yeah, and I, I tell people, even like I mentioned, some of my friends just said, you know, I'll take Barnett for a couple, three years and let them navigate through this because I I believe if you're a Michigan State fan, you need to look at the strength of the Big Ten and what they're adding and what's coming in a Washington, Oregon, UCLA, and U.S. even though both of those schools seem in disarray right now, Oregon and Washington are as good as anybody College football, we'll see. I think my buddy Mark Rasmussen just said, you know, I'll take Harlan Barnett. I just, I don't want to start over again. That's where, you know, people are at because there was all this excitement that they're going to get Urban Meyer or every big name, which coaching searches, I've been doing this 32 years on the radio, Timmy. Every fan base thinks their job is the most attractive. Lions went through it. Uh, Michigan's gone through everybody. And well, it's not going to happen. It's not. I think they would have a very difficult time with their fan base, Bill, if Harlem Barnett gets a job. I know he's a nice guy. I know he loves Michigan I agree. State. Nobody, nobody argues that. But I think there's too many people of, of influence that think if you were ever going to steal, it's one thing to start over at Michigan. Why would you do that when you're 11-0? and 0? You continue on there because what they've got in place seems to be working at least the football end of it per se. But when you're when you've had three out of four losing seasons, back-to-back losing seasons, what are you protecting? I mean, wh- wh- why continue on? I would think you would want such a – I think there's too many Michigan State people that think we got to get out with the old and in with the new, and there's too much of, in my opinion, too much of a sense – that there is a Tucker influence all the way through here that too many people want to shed completely, which fair or unfair is that entire staff. Now, usually there's one or two holdovers, whether that would include Barnett or not remains to be seen. Although I think it would, you know, here's the next problem. They just lost a four star back today out of Tampa, Florida, who they broke their back to get this guy, this Anthony Carey out of Tampa. He decommitted today. 50 schools won him knowing that he, de- he they finally talked him into decommitting from state. 
they need a guy like that. They need that running back. They need that four-star guy. So, you know, as more and more of these guys withdraw, does that put the pressure on Michigan State to desperately try to solve this as quickly as possible? Does that work in Barnett's favor? I mean, I don't know. I guess you can make a case for that. I just don't think Alan Haller is going to want to be known as I could not find a guy. I had to end up staying with our two and eight interim coach because I couldn't find anybody else. I just, I'd be shocked knowing Haller if that's the way he goes. Now, remember, he was in on the Tucker hire. So getting this one, quote unquote, right, but getting, quote unquote, right in today's world at Michigan State with the issues and the lack of players they have. I mean, imagine that, Bill. They had 45 scholarship players at Indiana, and they clearly are not going to have that many for Penn State because they've got three or four guys that got hurt in that game who are not going to play. The center, Nick Samak, he's out. Barnett already mentioned that today. They've got other guys that are going to be out. And you have to hope that those guys are all going to want to play in the final game, that nobody has attrition for any other reason as well. I know Michigan's got a million issues they got to deal with, but at least they're operating from being undefeated. Michigan State, to me, it is far more difficult trying to figure out how they're going to get back to those years 10 years ago where they were in the Rose Bowl and the Cotton Bowl in the Final Four. That looks to be, Bill, like a long, long, long ways off. And that's what I mentioned with, yeah, I don't think Barnett's going to get it, but when the excitement of, hey, Urban Meyer and the headlines and we're going to get a guy that's undefeated against Michigan, and then reality uh, sets in, just like it did in the replacement and the quick turnaround uh, for D'Antonio. And you mentioned Alan Haller in on this, and also Alan Haller was in on disciplining, not disciplining. I, I, I just don't have a good vibe on Haller and his connection to Tucker how that carries over to this fresh start. I really, and you mentioned it, Tucker permeating throughout the program. I, I, I just don't know. And, and that's, you know, again, it goes back to when Luke Fickle turned down Michigan State, and that isn't working out right now short term with Wisconsin. But uh, there, there's, a, there's a lot of political issues with that board of trustees, with uh, the AD, with the issues they've had with previous coaches. I'm talking football. That The only defined leader... Uh, and I'll give Nightingale credit at Michigan State hockey, and I like Jake with baseball, but it's Izzo. It, it, you know, why, why everyone has never gone to Izzo for a blueprint on how to do things publicly and privately amazes me. Well, I wouldn't be surprised, Bill, now, if his name got presented to Izzo, if Tom would approve someone like Jason Candle at Toledo, because I think his stock is rising almost by default as some of these other names kind of fall away. Because I think with the jobs that are open, Jason Candle's going to be out of Toledo. Now, it would help him greatly to finish off and beat Central Michigan and Mount Pleasant at noon on Friday. You figure he would do that. They're a two-touchdown favorite. They would be 11-1 and with 11 straight. They should have beat Illinois in the first game. It just gave it away. They, they're close to 12-0. and But with the number of jobs out there, I would think that raises his stock. And does that cause Michigan State, even if by default, to look at him more carefully? I do think he's in the mix, to be perfectly honest with you. The question, again, is going to be, 
you know, and then another thing, Bill, is if you bring a guy in like Candle and he's the and he's good and, and all that, but if he can't do it right away, are the naysayers going to say, "See, they they got cheap. They took a Mac coach, and look where we are. We're struggling to get to six wins or whatever the case may be." When in reality, you could take any coach in the country and bring them in here and take a look at where. I mean, you've got almost no recruiting class you're going to sign December twentieth. Almost none. The portal. There's good December fourth. That portal reopens, and you know there are going to be some Michigan State players in that. That that makes this. You know that makes the the core group even smaller. Then none of these assistant coaches are recruiting. None of them. The only one who's recruiting is Barnett, and he's offered a couple of Lansing area high school players of whom really no other Division One major schools are after. He's offered a couple of scholarships down the road. Whether it plays out or not, I don't know. I mean, look, the timing's tricky. It's a sensitive issue. And I can only imagine the chaos would be if Michigan has to go find a head coach in the offseason as well. Although if that happens by then, I think Michigan State's guy would be in place, so there would not be any overlap. I mean, I hear the name Fish at Arizona. I hear the Oregon State guy. I hear Candle, and I hear Elko at Duke. The one if if it's those four, if that's accurate, I would narrow that to Oregon State and Toledo. I would put Barnett on the back burner, but simply because things around here are so goofy so often. By default, it, it, you know, if it's just too much of a hassle, and they've got to get someone somehow, and there's pressure to add him. That would be Barnett's only chance. But Bill, I'm telling you, as I sit here, if he gets that job, there is going to be an enormously divided house who who will be discouraged beyond belief because Michigan State could not find go somebody to take this job. Um, and it, like I say, if for any reason they beat Penn State, that's going to complicate it even more, I think. But I don't think they'll beat Penn State either. Tim Stout, Stout on Sports on the game, 7.30 a.m. in Lansing, weekday mornings, 10 a.m., TV Guy, Lansing State Journal. Huge show airs tape delayed weeknights at 6 p.m. on a.m. 7.30, the game in Lansing. Uh, quickly, before I let you go, i got about 30 seconds. Who wins Saturday, Ohio State or Michigan? I have Ohio State winning 17-14. to 14. I think it'll be a low-scoring game. I think the football gods are going to finally catch up with Michigan. I think the Harbaugh not on the sideline thing is going to make a bigger difference this Saturday than any of the other five. And I just think somehow, the, I just think the moons are lined up for Ohio State to pull out a very low-scoring game. Timmy, always good talking with you. Enjoy the holidays with the family. You too. Talk to you again soon, Bill. Stay in touch.